0: Welcome everyone to the Courageous Truth Podcast, where we strive to live courageously through the lens of scripture and build courageous lives in a world that is driven by fear. Your host is a proud parent, a proud pastor, a proud business owner, and a proud American. Tune in today for your dose of Courageous Truth, and now your host, Eric Lundberg.
1: Welcome, everyone, to the Courageous Truth Podcast. As always, I'm very honored that you have chosen to spend a little bit of time with me today. I'm going to talk about a few different things uh, today, kind of a buffet of information. As always, my, my heart is really to look at what's going on in society through a biblical worldview. And I want to do that today uh, by opening up A scripture, and we're going to take a look at the Word of God. And this is going to be Psalm 46, 6 through 7. Psalm 46 has really been on my heart all week long. And this verse, 6 and 7, is spot on for, for what's going on in the world today. And it seems to get progressively worse. And the worse the world gets, the more hope I have. Because my hope is in Jesus. My hope is not in the configuration of the world's systems, but it is in Jesus. And this is Psalms 46, 6, and 7. The Word of God says this, The nations rage, the kingdoms totter. He utters his voice, the earth melts. The Lord of hosts is with us. The God of Jacob is our fortress. I mean, what a spot-on scripture for what is going on. Another version of that will say, why do the nations rage and the people plot in vain? The nations are raging, ladies and gentlemen. And if you have paid any attention to the world, to your neighborhood, to your community, to your family, to anywhere, the nations, the people are raging, the people are plotting. They're plotting revenge against, they don't even really know what. But um, there's hope through it all, and in, in that I have great solace. And I, I want to, I, when wanting to talk about this for some time on this program, and I'm going to get into it a little bit, and I want to talk about Black Lives Matter, and I might hit a couple other different things. The founders of BLM, or the originators of the hashtag, are Alicia Garza, Patrice Cullors, and Opal Tometti. They started with really just started out as a hashtag in response to uh, Trayvon Martin's murder. But I'm going to read this little excerpt that talks a little bit about it and this is an excerpt written by a conservative, a Christian conservative. This is out of the book Words for Warriors by Sam Sorbo. And I would encourage you to 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 get this book and I I keep meaning to uh link the book in the descriptions, but I'm going to uh, read this little excerpt right out of it. It says, Black Lives Matter was born in 2013 out of the leftist insistence of America is systematically racist, which is already we know we're battling the systematic racism and the 1619 Project, critical race theory, they're disguising critical race theory in our public schools. It's a crock. It's not, it's not real. It's, um, it's a face fake and false narrative with a Marxist and totalitarian undertone to really affect the fabric of our ideology as Americans. But the second sentence says this, enraged by the death of black individuals, Trayvon Martin and Michael Brown, the movement found resonance in the mainstream media. It calls for nonviolence, even while inciting it, without offering a better system. BLM advocates for the destruction of Western civilization started with tearing down of famous Southerners or well-known slave owners uh, statues thereof, but never stopping there. They tore down the statues of Civil War hero General U.S. Grant and Frederick Douglass, a black man who fought hard against slavery and for the empowerment of black individuals. Several protests organized by this group ended up with rioting and looting They are communist at root, which positions them as antithetical to America. Their website describes them as comrades who focus solely on anti-black racism and power. Their motto is singly racist. And if you try to counter that with all lives matter or any other types of live matter, you are deemed racist for saying so. But black babies' lives don't matter to them. Blacks are 13 of the general population while 36% of abortions are black babies you can thank Planned Parenthood for that Planned Parenthood is a racist organization as it was at the beginning, the founders of it uh, and they aren't protesting Chicago's black on black violence but they are lobbying to defund the police, a tactic that worked to give Germany the SS, we must conclude that the only thing that really matters to them is power Many black individuals have renounced or disclaimed BLM as racist and as having embraced Marxism but not representing blacks. Candace Owen notably criticized BLM for holding up known criminals as representatives of black America. And this is the uh, BLM website Statement of Faith. We are unapologetically black in our positioning. We've committed to struggle together and to imagine and create a world free of anti-blackness. We disrupt the Western nuclear family structure by supporting each other as extended families and villages that collectively care for one another. We foster a queer affirming network. And that statement right there, what does it say? It says that we have a bigger agenda than just anti-racist. We're trying to push the LGBTQ Agenda across. They're working together very closely with them to really recreate the family, recreate society. Because when you go after the family, when you want to redefine marriage, redefine family, you're going at the very, very DNA fabric structure of what our communities and what our world truly is. It's an, in the end, it's an anti. God, anti-Christ organization. When you are pitted against what God has held the most sacred, you become an anti-God, anti-Christ organization. Now, I want you to take a listen to this. It's come out over the years. Now, in the summer of 2020, a lot of people will call it, quote, Floydapalooza, unquote. But In 2020, we saw massive riots in the streets like I'd never seen before. We saw marches worldwide under the banner of Black Lives Matter. They made demands. They demanded uh, reparations. And what reparations were is basically, (laughs) in so many ways, Robin Hood giving to those who deserve what someone else has because of racism, which I don't know how you decipher that. How someone got something out of racism? You can say you had slave owners in your past, but that's a whole—it's a whole messy situation. But I remember, you know, hearing people, uh, you know, Black Lives Matter activists say, "Look, you need to go and you need to root loot stores. You need to loot Gucci. You need to loot Nike. You need to loot. In fact, listen to this clip right now of this activist saying that."
0: Or a Macy's or a Nike because that makes sure that that person eats. That makes sure that that person has clothes. That's reparations. That is reparations. Anything they want to take, take it because these businesses have insurance. They're going to get their money back. My people aren't getting
1: anything. Listen to those words encouraging stealing, looting, theft. Why do the nations rage and the people? plot in vain. What is their end goal? They don't have an end goal. What they're trying to do is they're trying to attack ideology under the banner of social justice goals which never that's the problem with social justice and we've talked about it on this program before social justice might give you a good virtue signaling cause in the end there is no resolution In the end, there is nothing. There's no end to it. You're just on the cycle of fighting the social justice fight, and we see this ideology being built. I remember watching, you know, clips of Black Lives Matter marches in New York in 2020, where people would Black Lives Matter would they would go and they would invade restaurants and bully people into lifting their fist in solidarity, almost like a communist fist. Isn't that funny? Isn't that interesting? Lift their fist and say Black Lives Matter. When people didn't, they would flip over their tables. They would knock their food. They would you know, assault them, bully them, all those different kind of things. But isn't it funny now that the founder of Black Lives Matter is under financial fraud investigation because she spent an, a whole bunch of money on a very nice house? Isn't that interesting where they had much money? In fact, listen to this clip from Fox News. Whether you like Fox News or not is irrelevant, but listen to this clip, and it'll tell you a little bit about that situation. This is about five months ago that this came out. So I want you to listen to this clip right now. One of the leaders of the Black Lives Matter organization who calls herself a trained Marxist is now being called a fraud. After property records showed Patrice Colors shelled out millions of dollars on four luxury homes. One of them in Los Angeles' exclusive 88% white Topanga Canyon. This is the Associated Press reports Black Lives Matter took in some $90 million in donations last year. Now remember, this is the organization. The movement with people in the streets, they're not getting rained down on by cash. Now other people in the organization want an investigation into the group's finances the head of the New York chapter of BLM Org, also wants a close look at color's personal finances, saying a self-professed socialist should ask how much of their own money is going to charitable causes. You know, I, I, I think about what they're talking about. And if black lives were so oppressed, if black people were so beaten down and destroyed, and I'm not saying there isn't issues in the black community, but What I am saying is when they label every black person as oppressed and they have a massive website that is taking millions of dollars in donations and they're not giving it back to the black community, what that tells me is they don't even believe what they're doing. It's just a big scam for other people to gain power, to gain wealth, and to gain money. Black Lives Matter was such a ethical movement then why where's the black lives matter schools in detroit or baltimore like where, where where's the the education for the black like they're not backing up what they say which tells me right there why it's just it's just such a uh it's just a farce and honestly they've they get good-hearted people they get good people who really want to do something about racism but don't know how here's the thing I've said this many times on this program, and I'll keep saying it. You want to get rid of racism? You know what you do? Number one thing is this. You need to repent. You need to repent. Look inside your heart if there's any racism, because racism is a sin. You can't have rallies. You can't have you know all these different speeches and speakers and marches to eradicate a sin. Now, are they appropriate at times? Yes. I think they are appropriate at times, but if all we do is, but if we're not dealing with the real issue, which is a sin issue, then we're never going to get anywhere. We're just going to stay on the social justice hamster wheel. And to end it, I, there was some other things that I wanted to talk about, and I don't know if I'm going to, I mean, the Black Lives Matter movement such a big movement, so I, I hope I didn't. I really wanted to get it a a lot of it here here you know there's another word and I think it's it's important that we understand here's what I I believe a lot of people fall into this Black Lives Matter movement and it's isn't it funny they seem quiet as of the past couple months don't they well in fact at least in the streets I'm gonna read a little excerpt from their uh from their website here I'm gonna pull up their website you can find it too and and. You know, they're of course they're up in arms about what's happening at the border out. So here is the uh, statement that they've made. This is uh, written on September twenty fourth, two thousand twenty one. When we say defund the police, hashtag defund the police, we mean all the police, including US Customs and Border Protection, who are demonstrating their slave catching roots, riding horseback and beating Haitian asylum seekers with whips this earlier this week appalling images and videos of emerging of border patrol agents in the Del Rio Texas riding horseback and using whips on Haitian immigrants CBP or Customs and Border Patrol agents like other law enforcement agencies are rooted in white supremacy and a history of slave catching these images and videos depict depict a painful reminder that this country is so backwards that we're living in our past. This is really happening under a Democratic president who claimed he was the one implementing humane immigration methods. and We know that black migrants are especially targeted for deportation and brutality, all the while claiming to be better than Trump. President Biden left in place a pandemic era expulsion under which most migrants and asylum seekers caught U.S.-Mexican border are to be immediately sent back. We demand the kind of change necessary not only to stop the dehumanization of Haitian immigrants and asylum seekers but take corrective action that moves the U.S. toward foreign policy and immigration policies that disrupt U.S. imperialism and makes restitution for its long history of destabilization in Haiti and the world. Sign the petition and he take action immediately, and there's a a petition that you can sign underneath that for Biden to take action. And I heard, and I'm gonna tr- if I'm gonna I'm gonna try and play the clip. In fact, listen to this clip right now where he tells the Border Patrol that you, he that they are going to pay for their actions. Listen to this clip of our quote president unquote right now. Of course I take responsibility. I'm president, but it was horrible what to see, as you saw. To see people treated like they did, horses barely running them over, people being strapped, it's outrageous. I
0: promise you, those people will pay. They will be an investigation underway now, and
1: there will be consequences. There will be consequences. It's an embarrassment, but it's beyond an embarrassment. It's dangerous. It's wrong. It sends the wrong message around the world. It sends the wrong message at home it's simply not who we are. Are you serious? Are you absolutely serious? Go on YouTube. Look if they haven't taken it down yet. Go on YouTube and look at the video. You can't see any whips. The border patrol agent is being overrun. They're being overrun. They want to defund the police because they want to be lawless. They want they they're they're working honestly, they're working with the Democrats to bring more and more migrants across the border illegally so they can spread them all throughout America so they can keep voting Democrat. Honestly, that's what it is. That is a bunch of crap. If you've actually seen that video, all they're doing is riding horses and using the reins to steer. But some paparazzi or someone got a a video or something with the right angle that makes it look like, (sighs) makes it look like someone is getting beaten. So what you see, while they, while although Black Lives Matter is silent in the streets right now, they are using bully tactics and racist, like uh, systemic racism, and as an excuse to get Joe Biden to move his hand when he begins to threaten those who are protecting our borders. Are you kidding me? There is a legal way to come in when people cross our borders, and they they're illegal. That's not fair to the people who have been trying to migrate to this country legally for years. Some people have spent 10 years trying to get into this country legally. They have not tried to cross the border. They've done it legally. They've gone through the the arduous, painstaking, tedious process to do it. And when they finally succeed, I mean, what a great celebration that is. That's how immigration should be done. And it is a fact that they are smuggling children as young as three, four years old, sometimes two years old, across the border to sell and because they're undocumented, they can move them all around the country. Sex trafficking is real. Now, are some of them seeking asylum? Yeah. But we shouldn't open up our borders for the for the few and allow sex trafficking to just spread throughout our nation. And once it gets in here, it affects the culture, it affects everything. So, that's all I really have to say about that as a pastor of God's people. We need to be aware of what's going on. We need to talk about what's going on. Now, I have another podcast, Courageous Generation Church Podcast, where we're going through the book of Joshua. I encourage you, please, if you're a listener on this podcast, please go, please go to Courageous Generation Church. I believe right now you can only find it on Spotify. Please subscribe to that. Please download it. Please share it because that's for our church. This is my personal platform, my personal podcast, where I give a pastor's and a biblical and a, and a uh, perspective on what's going on in the world. And I just hit Black Lives Matter. So hopefully this was helpful to you. Hopefully this helps you get a kind of a perspective about what this organization does. They use bully tactics. They're Marxist, which is, is uh, segregating at its core. It's, it's, it, it is culturally Marxist. At its core, it's not about healing racism. It's really kind of just about creating more racism and bully tactics and working for the Democrat leftist party. How they disguise it is under the guise of we want racism eradicated. So don't fall for it. Understand what they're really trying to do. Their words are powerful on their website and not in the right direction anyway, so that's all I have to say about that. Well, actually, I have much more to say, but maybe I'll hit it in a further episode. Thank you, everyone, for listening, subscribing, downloading these episodes. We're coming up on uh, 1,000 downloads for this platform. I don't even really advertise this platform so much. It just comes from you, listeners, spreading it, tell your friends. Uh, about this program, get them to subscribe because, you know, the more people that know about it, the more I can hear back on what people want to hear. And I, I just, I try to give a believer's perspective, try to give a pastor's perspective. Mainly, I want to help every listener develop a biblical worldview. The best days are ahead of us. It says in Psalm 46, 6 through 7, the nations rage, the kingdoms totter, he utters his voice, the earth melts. The Lord of hosts is with us. The God of Jacob is our fortress. Let's put our hope, our fortress, our strength, our motivation in Jesus. Let's trust in him to see us through these times. Worst case scenario, if we know Jesus and this world overtakes us, we have the promise of eternity with him. So God bless you. Thank you for continuing to take a courageous stand for the truth. God bless you, and we will see you next week.
0: Thank you for tuning in to the Courageous Truth Podcast. We live in a world that is in desperate need of courage and in desperate need of truth. Our prayer is that this podcast will equip and inspire you to live courageously for your family, your community, your God, and for your country. Be courageous in your stand for truth in a world that is completely abandoned. See you next time right here at the courageous truth podcast remember truth requires courage